The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I don't go to bed at night and ask my wife to turn the darkness on. I say turn the light off. The only way darkness prevails is when the light is turned off. And the problem today in America is not the presence of darkness. The problem is the absence of light. Mm -hmm. And there are so many Christians yep. that really love the Lord, but they're terrified to flip that light on. Best-selling co-author David Benham challenges believers to be courageous in an anti-God culture as we are living among lions. And we've got uh, one half of one of the greatest teams in America, and that's the Benham Brothers. If you don't know the Benham Brothers, y'all know the Benham Brothers? Y'all like the Benham Brothers? You, you think they're pretty cool? Well, now we, got, we only got one half the team. Which half did you want? I mean, you got David and you got Jason, and each one of you will always hear from each one how much more brilliant and essential one is than the other. And I mean, this is how they go at it. Well, let me just say this. We have, we have David. So if you just want, don't leave the television, please. <laughs> because, listen, I think these are two of the most gifted, anointed, special young men in the world. And I think the fact that we've got them here in America, we've got them right here, right now in life today. We've got David, uh, his brother. We'll let him tell you what his brother's doing. But here, here's the deal. The, these men are so blessed of God to bless you. And I want you to join Betty and me in giving uh, the Benham brothers, but David is with us. You give them and him a real good welcome. <laughs> hey, Rod. David, I'm glad you're here. And you know, we, you just, we just uh, spent a little time together, and, I, and I, I said some nice things about you that I mean. And that is that you guys have as great a gift as I've ever seen God put on anybody to speak truth in a very effective way. So you know I love you and I'm glad you're here. Praise now, the Lord. what's wrong with Jason? What's his problem? <laughs> well, you, you know, I mean, I finally got rid of a little extra weight, you know. <laughs> My brother is not here with me. Now, he's at the beach with his family. We've uh, been traveling uh, the country. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and you call that spiritual, though. You that, that, say what he's doing spiritual. He likes to say it's spiritual, <laughs> but I'm actually here engaging with you guys and being fed. And who knows what he's doing right now? He's probably eating a bowl of chocolate chip ice cream. That's, uh -oh. that's his weakness. Okay. But, um, I mean, he was, he was really upset that he couldn't make it, but I'm here, and you are right. I'm the better-looking one. I'm smarter than he is. So, I mean, you got the right twin. Trust me. We, we, we spoke at an event not long ago, and Dr. Dobson was the keynote, but his flight was delayed. And so they asked me and Jason, will you fill in for the keynote? And so, oh, of course, we'll fill in for the keynote. So we get out there, and right out of the gate, Jason didn't tell me he was going to do this. Right out of the gate, he goes, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I... I'm Dr. James Dobson. <laughs> and he said, and this is my wife, Shirley. <laughs> and squeeze me in. I could have just done That's dangerous me. talk in That's our world right. today, yeah. I'll tell you for sure. That yeah, is. All right, here's your book, Living Among Lions, How to Thrive Like Daniel in Today's Babylon. And boy, there is so much truth in that. And you know, here's the thing I want you to keep in mind. And, and this is something when I really pray, because we've really got some challenges today. And we're going to make some real important decisions before the year's out. And they're really, really important. And you don't opt out of the battle, and you don't opt out of prayer, and you don't opt out of participation. 
but you just really pray. Remember this, and this I heard when I was praying. God has always used imperfect people to accomplish his perfect will. But now if we follow on the heels of that with real truth, it's when those imperfect people begin to hear and submit to his perfect will. Daniel, and this is who you're going to be talking about here in Babylon, he counseled four very imperfect kings. And Nebuchadnezzar had to be one at the top of the heap of evil. But he gave them wisdom and he gave them direction that benefited the people. So we got to understand that we got to do the truth, but that person has to heed the truth. And I think we've got some people who've sold out. And you tell me if I'm right about this, David. They sold out to a new form of Pharaoh. Yes. You have to depend on the government. You basically strip people of their freedom. And the only way you make them equal is equal in poverty and lack of opportunity. Would you agree that, with that? That is exactly right. So it's one thing to be deceived by evil. It's another thing to be sold out to evil. That's exactly it's one right. thing to be weak. It's another thing to be wicked and to be committed to wickedness and even giving hearty approval to those who have been deceived and have been held captive. Okay, have I kind of gotten a little bit on your turf? Uh, okay, I can feel myself. <laughs> yeah, this is, you are right on the money. And one of the reasons why we wrote this book, our first book, Whatever the Cost, was our story. But then as Jason and I, we were traveling the country and, and Glenn Beck had asked us to be on his show and we were in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport and, a, and uh, folks were looking at us a little odd. It's already odd enough two identical twins are 40 years old that dress somewhat alike. Jason always tries to dress like me. So we're walking through the airport and people are looking at us because we had been all over the news. And, and one guy I noticed, he looked over both shoulders and walked up to us and said, hey, are you guys the Benham brothers? And we were like, yeah. And he looks over both shoulders again and he's like, thanks for your stand. And then he just took off. Mm. And you know, we realize that there are millions of Christians. In other words, he wanted you to do what you're doing, but he didn't necessarily want to be he seen. He didn't want to do you. it himself. That's exactly right. And he you did not it. want it. That's exactly right. And, and there are millions that are just like him. And I know the feeling of being afraid. I mean, that's, <laughs> the scripture is so clear when it says so many times, do not be afraid. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And what we're watching right now is an arrogant, militant paganism yeah. that's overtaking our culture. Right. And you that's just right. referenced Romans chapter one. And it's, it is Jason and I have been traveling and we we see, I see a pattern in Romans 1 that, that we put in this book here. It starts with deny truth. Then you have a darkened heart. By the way, you actually change that truth into a lie. That is mm -hmm. exactly so, what so you, you did. So you didn't just remove the standard. You actually totally distorted it and misrepresented it. And here's where it happening. gets distorted. So it rolls in this pattern. Deny truth, darkened heart. Then you displace God. You become God, the center of the universe. Then it's degrading passions. And lastly, it finishes in Romans 1 with a depraved mind. And mm -hmm. that's when you begin to deliberately distort truth. And then the rest of the population, it says in the very last verse, actually gives hearty approval to that process. That's so we're we are actually doing. approving what's happening. You either approve it by voting for that which is totally against God, against truth, against freedom's foundation, or you opt out. You hide the light under a covering of comfort and compromise or compatibility. And you refuse to protect and preserve the precious, which is what salt does. So we're not doing it. So when you opt out, That's right. darkness begins to prevail. And, and, and here's what's interesting is I don't go to bed at night and ask my wife to turn the darkness on. I say turn the light off. The only way darkness is prevailed, prevails is when the light is turned off. And the problem today in America is not the presence of darkness. The problem is the absence of light. Mm -hmm. And there are so many Christians yep. that really love the Lord, but they're 
terrified to flip that light on. And so we act like little lightning bugs. Yeah. We'll flip our light on on Sunday morning and you know, occasionally when we're with the family, but as soon as Monday through Saturday and we're at the water cooler or whatever, we flip our light off. And that's why Jason and I felt like, okay, let's write for that man in the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. Let's write for the millions of Christians that, that, that have conviction in their heart, but they just don't have the courage that can actually impact and influence culture, and, and which we've even felt in our own lives. And so we wrote this book about Daniel. How can a Christian to, in today's culture, when the winds of culture no longer favor our convictions, how can we stand with courage? How can we drive a stake of testimony for the one true king deep into the heart of our nation and love the kings? I mean, think about what you just said about Daniel and Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar ransacked his homeland, destroyed the temple, took them captive, and and yet Daniel loved that man because he knew the scriptures in the book of Jeremiah. It said, seek the welfare of the city. Mm -hmm. And Daniel did not compromise his faith. And he stood with conviction and courage, even when that culture shifted and targeted his faith. Well, it's just like the church today. I just touched on it a while ago. We've got to announce to a party or candidates that there's no form of Pharaoh that will ever be adequate, period. There's no substitute for the freedom God offers man. Freedom blesses everyone like the rain. It rains on the just and the unjust. It offers opportunity to everyone. Now, when you teach people to be dependent, you pitiful little you, like Ben Carson, oh, you poor little thing, I'm going to take care of you. That's a lie straight out of the pit of hell. We've got to depend on divine providence. Government's primary role is protection, not provision. God is the provider. We work. We become accountable. We become fruitful. We look out for our neighbor. We care about each other. We don't hand that responsibility off to somebody else. We've got a compassion connection because we've got the love of God and convictions. If you fail to do that, then you hand it off to a form of Pharaoh. we got people in office today and running for office who want to sell all of us totally into bondage. Don't accept it. Now then we got somebody else running that needs a whole lot of what Daniel delivered to those kings. Yeah. And that's a whole lot of truth downloaded in love that says to whoever you are as a candidate, you won't make America great. Only we the people submitted to the one who's great can make America great. So the church sounds that message to him and we don't ever silence it. We put a trumpet to our lips and say, whoever you are, how successful you think you are, we're not going to succeed if we don't get back to God and get back to the unsakeable foundation. A whole lot of that's in this you, book. You just wrote the book. <laughs> I mean, but that you is exactly it. what we've got to do. That is, that is right on the money. And that's the way that Daniel conducted his life. And one of the, as Jason and I, we studied extensively Babylon and, and we studied our own nation and we study what Christian witness looks like in the midst of cultural controversy and all of these other things. You know, one of the interesting things, and we write about this in the book, is that Daniel reached out to all individuals with compassion. He reached out to the king with compassion, but he resisted ideas that were contrary to God. And he delivered the truth. Boldness. He That's delivered exactly the truth. exactly what he did. And, and so one of the things that we put in here right out of the gate is that Christians are to, are to be the chocolate chip in the cookie dough of culture. And here's what I mean. Okay. It sounds a bit trivial, right. but when when you, I know you are the one that make chocolate chip cookies at your house. But oh, I'll tell you what, man, they you are start, good. I get the ones with the most chocolate chips. There you go. <laughs> you well, that's, that's right yeah. to my point. When you make them from scratch, and I watched my mom do this as a kid, the butter, the flour, the sugar, and the salt, and all that stuff, and they blend it together. And if you take a scoop of that, you can't tell what's sugar, what's butter, what's mm -hmm. flour. I mean, you just don't know. But when you put the chocolate chips in, you know when you've been into a chocolate chip. Now, the chocolate chips don't blend in, but they mix in. They keep their distinct form. Wow. Even when put in the oven. Wow. And they come oh, out of that furnace. Good. They keep <laughs> their distinct 
form. You see, <laughs> we've got to mix into culture. We don't need to sit isolated from it, and that's what Daniel did. I mean, he was elevated to one of the top positions of influence <laughs> he, in Babylon. He was godly. And yet he kept his form. Mm -hmm. And his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, even were put in a literal furnace, and they kept their distinct form. No. They were hard-headed toward... They would not bow. That's right. They were hard-headed toward the principles of God, but soft-hearted toward the people of God. In this world, but not of this that world. That is exactly mm -hmm. right. And, and, and he gives us this perfect picture. God is showing us what does faithfulness look like in the midst of today's Babylon. Well, Daniel gives us the picture, and that's why we wrote the book. And we wrote it really simple because my brother's a very simple guy, and he wouldn't have understood <laughs> it if we wrote it any, any more complex. Everything you do, and I just say this, let's pray that God will give these young men the ear of this nation mm -hmm. because they will speak more truth in a single outing than Congress oftentimes speaks in an entire year. I'm hearing the Lord literally seeking to get the church to stand up together because you can't be a shining city alone. You're a light that pierces the darkness, illuminates the room. But if you want to illuminate the day and the culture and impact and put kingdom imprint, yep. footprint on planet Earth, we got to stand up together. That is exactly what we have to do. And see, God can use even the persecution of Satan that wants to come against his bride and make that light shine as bright as it can possibly shine. And here's one of the things we write in the book. There's a difference between a candle and a coal. It, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. If Jason was here, he'd sing it. Don't <laughs> let Satan it out. Now, if that's our idea of light, then the first cultural confusion or the, or the persecution that comes is going to blow you out. But a coal, imagine hot, burning coals, all of us together, yeah. all these believers together that are stoking that fire of humility and brokenness before God, prayer and fasting, getting into the Word of God, and that fire stoking. What happens when all those coals are together and a wind comes? It gets hotter. It ignites. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about. It's not it, no longer a candle, but a coal, but coals together, united. And I'm telling you, I truly believe that we're on the cusp of a great awakening. I'm believing for that. And, and there's a lot of people saying, oh, it's just the end times. It's all going to get worse. <laughs> well, no matter what's going to happen when God returns, when he returns, I'm going to hopefully be the one standing up in the name of Jesus. Yes. And I want to be found faithful with all my other brothers and sisters, courageous like Daniel, coals that are ignited and heating up. One of the patterns we found in Daniel's life was that prior to his courage, when he stood against that un injunction that threw him into the lion's den, he was a man of conviction. And yet his conviction didn't just stop there. He wrapped commitments around his conviction. And we're baseball guys, so we like baseball analogies. When we were born with a God-given talent to play baseball, that would be conviction, but that talent ain't enough. You got to get out there and put the practice in, get the work in, and that's the commitment, but you have to take the field and swing. And when you swing, you swing for the fences. That's the courage. And so this is what we've got to do as Christians. And it all starts with Jesus Christ, where you stand with him. And lastly, boldness apart from brokenness will make a bully. Mm -hmm. And if we're not broken over our own sins, and, and it's clear that we've got to get the plank out of our own eye in the church first so that we can see clearly to help our brother in the culture. Say, say that again about, about uh, the boldness. boldness. Say yeah, the boldness. whole statement. Y'all all listen to it all out here in, in TV land, wherever you are. Listen to this. Say it again. Boldness apart from brokenness makes a bully. All right. You see, we, we can see that in gifted people, even gifted candidates. That brokenness is when we see how we stand before God. 
and we want the life and the love of God to pour out through us and through others on a world in tremendous need of what only he can do. And that's what you don't let up praying for. And that's what you hold on for. But you don't opt out of the battle. And you don't opt out of making choices. And you ask God to help you make the choice. And remember, he can use imperfect people to accomplish his perfect will. But there will come the point when those people will hear his will and seek to hear it and heed it. Would you say thanks to the Benham brothers? <laughs> I want to say thanks to Flip Benham too, your dad. <laughs> and this book is in the bookstores. This book is in the bookstores. And both of us have written to the nation, Amen. sharing the heart of God. Both of them are easy reads, inspirational. They will stir you to action. And here's what I want you to know. We're asking you right now to help us literally give a cup of water in Jesus' name. We're asking you to help us drill 500 water wells around the world. Now, we, we, we're going to need to hear from everybody that loves God and loves others because it's not something we can do alone. We each do our own part. We will send you these books if you'd like to have them as a gift. Not only what I wrote, but uh, we'll also send you uh, David's book. And uh, your brother participated. Did he contribute some <laughs> he meaningful did. things? You know, I have to give him a little credit. <laughs> I mean, mainly, I, I, mainly he underlined what you said. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And I just added to what we he said. We will gladly send it to you. Now, here's what I want you to do, please. I, I want you to look into a situation that only God can heal. But he uses us to do it. Same way he's going to heal our land. This one is simple. It's a little simpler than healing America. But it is nonetheless a necessary, needed miracle. Please be a part of it. Watch very carefully and prayerfully. Amazi, ayotunwa yomungongo temba. Kubera ava iyo rukuru muri biniganya akamanuka zuko abarukuru baramesa bakavoma natwe turefo tukayakira uko atembye amanuka urumbi bicafu byavuye rukuru tudyakiriraho yeye tukavoma ukonyene uko ndagwara amakinye azaga amakinye nakorera ninzoka but we've heard this story so many times of desperate mothers trying to raise a family and water sources like these. This is their drinking water. The stories are a little different sometimes, but there's a common thread. It's a broken-hearted mother who's trying to raise her children, but yet she's watching them die. God just put in my heart today that we have this opportunity to change that cycle to give these children an opportunity to one day, they can be bringing their children to a water source, but not this one. They can bring their children to a fresh drilled well that brings clean water up, gives it to the whole family, the entire village, not just for a day or a couple weeks, but for a lifetime. 
those little children getting that water are more excited than children that would go to our entertainment parks like Six Flags mm -hmm. or any sporting event because it makes them feel good. When we go with the cameras, they'll let the children play in the water a little bit. They don't get to play in it a lot. But it's their life. Yes. And it's given in love, and it's a miracle. Would you help right now us complete drilling 500 wells this year? We need a miracle of support. They're $4,800 each. We have some friends, sometimes some churches, sometimes some businesses, some small business owners even, will say, we're going to drill a well. Thank you for that. Most of the support comes from people, however, who give $48. And when we break it down, Betty, that gives 10 people water the rest of their life. At some level, you can participate. And when you see what you just watched, don't you believe everyone watching wants to be an answer to that mother's hope and to I, heal her hurt? I believe that. And as I watch that mother going to that only water source that they have, Every day, faithfully, she goes down there. Why? She knows the water's not good for them, but she knows they can't live even any length of time without water in their bodies. But knowing that every time they take a sip of that water, it makes them ill and then possibly die. Won't you join with us? Let's, let's be a source of hope to these mothers that so love their children so much. Let's drill the water wells and let's give them fresh, clean water. And like James says, this, this is so fun for the kids too. They see that water coming out and it's so much better than any toy they might have because they love that good tasting water and they've been told I'm sure that this is going to make them better so join with us yeah and I, I you know we've got a perfect cure Betty and I are faithful contributors to St. Jude I don't mind telling you that you say why because we see those beautiful little faces and we see those parents with those precious children and one of the main reasons we give is not only so that the people can bring them who can't afford to take care of the child and they take care of them without cost to them but they're mainly trying to find a cure for every one of those ailments. And they're searching for it. But Betty, we've got the 100% perfect cure. And we can deliver that cure to that village and 500 more, think about that. The thousands and ultimately millions and millions of people whose lives are saved because you reached out one day and touched them with love. Here's what we need. We need you to help. Can you drill a well $4,800 or give part of a well and pray somebody meets your $2,400? or you're 1,200 and three more join you. Would you do this too? We need a supernatural miracle. We've got to have a $380,000 drilling rig. Now the missionaries told us that has to happen or they cannot continue where they're going in other areas. We need a miracle. We need some people to give 10,000 and 20,000, 25,000. I'm praying somebody give 100,000. But everybody can give something not only toward the wells, but at least give something toward that drilling rig. Together, we can meet those needs. Would you ask God to lead you? Would you go to lifetoday.org, use your bank card like a check, or you can dial the number and use that card. If you want to write a check, make it to life, but call that number and tell us you're putting it in the mail. Please do it. Father, I pray everyone watching will help. In Jesus' name, would you just do what he's leading you to do? We have some gifts to send you to say thank you. The book that I've written to help us see the nation healed and freedom literally saved by a miracle work of God through us. We want to help you. We've got the beautiful mugs to send you to say thanks. But you're giving not only a cup of water, 
you're giving wells of water. Thank you for doing it. Every day, children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven demonstrations of God's love today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 and $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. Additionally, just over $378,000 is needed to replace an old and failing drilling rig in Africa. Please consider an additional gift of $100 or more to get a desperately needed new rig in place as soon as possible. With your gift, we'll send you The Stream, a powerful new book by James Robison that charts a clear path for your personal revival and a spiritual revolution. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Promises of God coffee mugs. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know what's amazing? If we just walk in here by a dump and buy just contaminated water and little old children will come over to us and just want to they just want a hug. They just want somebody to love them. They do. Children do. They they draw to that uh, a love and affection when they sense it, James, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we can notice them, and we can say we want to help them. But the only way we can give water to children like this and give them a better future is for you to care enough. I mean, we can come and see the need. We can pray about it. We can weep over it. But we can't meet the need unless you help us do it. And that's when, that's when the difference is made, is when it's not only our gift, but your gift and others' gifts, that we can really make, we can make a change in these areas where it's so desperately needed. Please join with us and let's do that. We're sending every one of you to say thanks the stream. Five years, I say blood, sweat, and tears, lots of prayers, to simply give you a simple look at all the things that really matter of significance and the miracle that we can see God work because we know the truth. We'll send you the book to say thanks. If you'd like to have this book by the Benham Brothers, two of my favorite people on this earth, what a gift from God they are. Living Among the Lions. Let's be Daniels today together. If you'd like to have the book, it is in the bookstores. You can go online and get it. You help us give water and you want this book too, we'll send it along with the stream. Would you join us thanking the Benham Brothers and thanking David. Thanks for representing the family. Thank you. And give my love to all, all the family, to Dad. I will do it. And to your brother. <laughs> I'll think about that. No, I'll do it. Thanks for being with your family, Jason. We love you. Love all of you. Thanks for watching Life Today.
people say we're waiting on God when really what's happening today is God is waiting on us. Absolutely he is. Pastor Tony Evans, next week. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.